Hey everyone, this is Jason Shepard, and you're listening to the Instrument Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. I don't want you to be spoiled by GPS approaches. Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com. Welcome to the Instrument Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, brought to you by this week, our number one rated online ground school. Visit groundschoolacademy.com to see our hundreds of flight training videos, both private and instrument pilot online ground schools, written test prep, mock check rides, live weekly workshop webinars, so much great stuff in there to help you stay proficient and do awesome on your instrument written test and certainly your instrument pilot check ride. I don't want you to be spoiled by GPS approaches, an awfully bold statement I would say that might have got your attention and got you listening to this in the first place, but the statement is true. I am such a believer in technology Technology is such a huge backbone of everything we do in aviation, but I worry, I worry that we are grooming a generation of pilots that don't know anything other than a GPS approach. And I don't want to sound like that old fogey, like the back in my day, we didn't have GPS approaches, but Really, back in my day, we didn't have GPS approaches. I actually was an instrument-rated pilot and had to go back and learn GPS approaches. GPS approaches existed when I was learning to fly, or I'm sorry, when I was doing my instrument rating, but they were so few and far between, now they're everywhere. Now I can put a GPS approach in just about, in, in fact, there are a few large private like flying communities that I know of in Florida that have lobbied to get their own GPS approach. I mean, pretty cool stuff. I'd love to have a, my own flying, you know, flying community and have a GPS approach. That makes it real nice. But that's the, the exact point I want to make. GPS is a beautiful technology, but we all know it has its flaws. Anyone who's got that low RAIM, R-A-I-M, knows what I'm talking about. Anyone like myself who's had it happen while you're shooting an approach knows that, ah, listen, you know, sometimes things don't always work out as planned. This is why I don't want you to be spoiled by GPS approach. You know, GPS approaches are so popular, you know, they've become a first choice for not only general aviation, but professional pilots alike. It's easy to remember a point where, geez, I don't want to shoot a VOR approach. I want to shoot an ILS approach. And then GPS came into effect. Now we choose GPS approaches over our ILS approaches. But my point I want to make on this podcast is we cannot let our skills erode on shooting an ILS approach. Or what about a localizer approach, localizer only. What about a localizer back course? How about a VOR approach? Notice I didn't mention an NDB approach. Listen, even I know when technology is dying. NDB, can you still shoot them? Sure. But here's how the FAA stands on it. The FAA says 
NDB approaches. Uh, when something breaks on that NDB, we're just not going to fix it anymore. So once it's broken, it's broken. It's decommissioned. So some, hey, they're still running strong and you can still use them. I, I was never crazy about NDB or AD, you know, using an ADF for any sort of approaches. In fact, uh, it used to be the joke in the flight school because when I was up in Massachusetts doing some flying, we had some NDBs nearby. And the, the applicants, before their check ride, would, would sneak out to the airplane and put an in-op sticker on the ADF and say, sorry, Mr. or Ms. Check Ride Examiner, our, uh, our ADF is in-op. Yeah, we won't be able to do any NDB approaches just because students, and that was 10 years ago, just didn't want to do them back then. It was just, uh, it wasn't that they're difficult. It just takes a little more thinking than an ILS approach. Uh, does per se, a little more mental math uh, in calculating that. You say, how do you need more mental math when it just points to the station? But still, regardless, uh, it, it makes a little bit of work for pilots. I don't want you to be spoiled by GPS approaches. We've had this conversation before on a previous episode on my debate between steam gauges and uh, or round dial gauges, whatever you want to call them, and a glass panel. And I am such a huge fan of the glass panel. I don't want this, I don't want to come off, by the way, uh, as a, a crotchy old guy who doesn't embrace technology. Uh, I would like to think I'm sort of a young, hip guy still uh, that can talk about all this technology. I do iPad seminars all around the country. I fly with an iPad on a regular basis. I love GPS approaches. This is not a knock on technology and GPS approaches. All I'm saying is I'm noticing some pilots I've been talking to lately seem to know nothing other than GPS approaches. And when you only have one trick in your bag of tricks and something happens, you're going to find yourself in a real tight spot. And we know in instrument flying, you never want to find yourself in a tight spot. It's never a good idea. So let me ask you this now. When was the last time you did a DME arc? How about the last time you did a full published mist to the hold? Published hold as well. When was the last time you did a VOR approach? Now, hopefully, you got some answers to these questions. You don't have to think too hard. If you think, you know, geez, the last time I did a DME arc was on my check ride, and my check ride was three years ago, you might want to get out there and practice it because there could arise a situation where something hits the fan and the only approach available involves a DME arc. And you can say, Jason, don't worry about it. I'm sure I can just get vectors right to the final approach fix. And maybe you can. But having a skill like being able to fly a DME arc takes a very rare skill. It makes you a better instrument pilot. Flying these approaches, these VOR approaches, localizer-only approaches, DME arcs into approaches, full published mist with the hold makes you a better pilot. Instrument flying is all about precision. 
if you can stay precise and you build this foundation, you see that, again, I love GPS approaches, but sometimes it's important to have a strong foundation and a diversity of approaches to fall back on because the GPS approach may not always be there for you, but maybe the ILS is available or the localizer approach or the VOR approach Again, the example I'm using, I mean, we just came back from Oshkosh. I talked to so many great pilots. I talked to some that kind of worried me. And some of those that worried me were the ones that just, man, I love precision GPS approaches. And I love them too. But could they go shoot a non-precision, obviously a VOR approach is non-precision. Could you shoot a non-precision approach like that? What really brought this up is, I was working with a pilot and we were kind of, we were, this was a few months ago and we were shooting. I asked him to shoot a VOR approach and everything was going great. And then we got to our MDA of about 600 feet. Now, remember, you want to get to your MDA as soon as possible on a non-precision approach, right? So you get to that 600 feet and you hold it till what? Till I reach the missed approach point. Well, you hit that MDA, you know, sometimes miles out, hopefully a few miles away from the missed approach point because you want to have plenty of time to see the runway. We hit that MDA about two miles before the missed approach point, which is exactly where I wanted to hit it. We hit 600 feet and he goes, all right, go and missed. So what do you mean you're going missed? He goes, well, I reached my altitude. I got, we're pretending we didn't see it, right? We're going missed. He said, no, this is a non-precision approach. When you hit your MDA, your minimum descent altitude, see there's a decision height, DH, where I have to make a decision, sometimes called a decision altitude. I need to make a decision at that height or at that altitude. Do I go miss or do I continue down? And then there's an MDA, minimum descent altitude, that I descend down to on my non-precision approaches, and I hold that. Well, we got to that MDA, and he wanted to go miss as if it were decision height. I had to explain to him. I just explained to you. He said, oh, I don't seem to remember that. I said, when's the last time you did a VOR approach? Probably on my check ride six years ago. And here I'm thinking, what if the GPS approach was out at this airport? The only option was a GPS approach or a VOR approach. What if there was low rain? Or what if there's an issue with his GPS receiver on the aircraft? He'd be trying to shoot a VOR approach and wonder why he's not finding the airport. Because he'd keep going missed every time at 600 feet. Instead of holding it all the way to the missed approach point. That's what really spurred this whole conversation. Don't be spoiled by GPS approaches. Have a foundation and the diversity of approaches to fall back on is what I want you to do. Your homework is to go fly a VOR approach. Go fly a localizer only or localizer back course type approach. Geez, you can even fly a non-precision GPS approach for all it matters just to, to get the precision, non-precision thing down pat to make sure we have that there. That's your homework. Guys, if you're not an instrument pilot, you're an aspiring instrument pilot, maybe you're listening to this, you just want to stay proficient, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for helping make this five-part podcast series numbers one through five in iTunes. 
the Private Pilot Podcast, Instrument Pilot Podcast, Commercial Pilot Podcast, the CFI or Flight Instructor Podcast, and Inspire Aviation own spots one through five on the iTunes top charts in the aviation category. And it's thanks to you guys. It's thanks to your listenership. It's thanks to your subscriptions, your reviews. And I want to thank you for that. We're so blessed uh, to have great fans and followers like you guys. I encourage you guys to check out our number one rated online ground school, Ground School Academy. Consider becoming a member today and take your proficiency and your instrument training to the next level. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember, a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See ya.